0: On this Wednesday edition of Locked On Grizzlies, it is mock draft season, baby, and that means it's time to start thinking about who could be the next members of the Memphis Grizzlies. DeMichael and I are going to have a brief debate, an introductory conversation about whether or not the pick in the lottery for Memphis should be traded this coming summer. And DeMichael wrote a great piece over the commercial appeal detailing the plight of some of the newest Grizzlies signees in terms of playing time. It's all here on this Wednesday episode of Locked On Grizzlies. Lock in with us.
1: You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: It is a wild and wonderful Wednesday here on Locked on Grizzlies. Still no basketball to talk about. The All-Star break continues. But as promised, Michael and I just took a nice day off, took a nice Tuesday off. But we're back with you here on Wednesday and we'll be with you the rest of the week here on Locked on Grizzlies. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mullinax, joined by my co-host, Michael Cole, the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. He's the Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for that publication. I have written and covered the Grizzlies, written about and covered the Grizzlies here, there, and everywhere over the last decade plus, which is wild to say out loud. Between the two of us, you've come to a great place for NBA and particularly Memphis Grizzlies content. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. We are proud members of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, literally anywhere. You can also check us out on YouTube. Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe. Thanks to everybody who has helped continue to grow our show. We are deeply appreciative. And I am deeply appreciative every time I get to share a uh, conversation about basketball with my good friend, Michael Cole, of the commercial appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee to so Michael. I hope you enjoyed your brief respite from a basketball discussion, yes. but in particularly, you know, or in particular, your brief respite from me, I know I can be a lot. <laughs> At least that's what my wife and the commenters on YouTube tell me. Uh, so hopefully you enjoyed that break and hopefully you're ready for me to yell about the NBA draft. Cause I have some takes on this episode of lockdown Grizzlies. to, to yell Joe already. It's, it's, it's a little I'm, early to yell. We're not yell. even fully like, it's not even March madness yet. I right. Yell. But I, I, I have a very strong opinion that I will share later in the show. I I, I can't wait to hear it. For our listeners and viewers, DeMichael and I talk a little bit before every show, kind of planning Mm -hmm. out what we're going to discuss. But I do not know how DeMichael feels about my take. So we're going to get a live reaction from him after I go on a brief tangent. And I know my tangents tend to not be brief. I'm going to do my best to make it as brief as possible. If you're an everydayer here on Lockdown Grizzlies, you know my tangents can be – Mildly entertaining, mostly hot air being billowed out from my uh, my mouth. Uh, but anyway, I digress. I do want to talk about, to, before we get to that take, uh, mm-hmm. mock draft season, you know, this week that's kind of the in-between of content, no games happening during the All-Star break. It's usually prime updates to mock drafts, right? Yeah. And the Grizzlies have been mocked. We're going to talk about two in particular, ESPNs, and the Athletics, I've got ESPN, and De Michael will talk about the Athletic here momentarily. Uh, the mock draft obviously is limited by the reality of the lottery, right? It's possible the Grizzlies drop back in the lottery. It's possible they right. move up. They just stick with where the Grizzlies are currently slated, and the Grizzlies are currently slated to pick seventh. It's possible they move up. It's possible they move back. Bing b- ping pong balls will tell us later on uh, in the spring. The Memphis Grizzlies, according to ESPN, and this is done by a uh, noted expert, Jonathan Gibney. Uh, He's done a phenomenal job for years covering the NBA draft. So I'm actually listening to this more so than maybe I do other takes. Uh, mm-hmm. He has Jacoby Walter of Baylor, a 19-year-old currently going to the Grizzlies at seven, a six-foot-five shooting guard. That mm-hmm. to Michael, this isn't going to surprise you. Uh, Can't really shoot. He's currently shooting less than 40% from the field. He has a little bit of bounce off the dribble. You know, you and I talked a little bit about that before the show. He has some offensive flashes that could potentially be helpful down the road. But again, this is a team that hopes to go from the lottery to back in the top two seed of the Western Conference conversation. I'm not sure Jacoby Walter is the move, and that will lead to my hot take later on in the episode, but that's who ESPN has against six, five guard out of Baylor, a talented player, probably one of the best defensive players in this draft. He does a lot of strong things like rebounding as a wing that the Grizzlies obviously if Jaron Jackson jr. Is going to continue to be a core piece of this team, which he should be. I think we kind of just need to accept. It's not going to be a strength of his moving forward, no. yeah. finding rebounding wherever you can certainly should be a focus there's reasons for him being a good pick. I'm just not sure he's a good pick for the Grizzlies in their current state.
1: Yeah, and, and here's the thing. Uh, you mentioned the current state of the Grizzlies. It's You can look at it one of two ways, and, and the question that you have to present yourself with when you talk about the current state of the Grizzlies, you can say, hey, hey, we want a prospect who is, which I think you're leaning towards, Joe, and I myself is leaning towards as well, but you want a prospect who is going to come in and be ready to play uh, productive minutes right now, not someone that you can kind of uh, have waiting in the wings, so to speak. But there's also something to be said. you know. And, and again, this isn't my preferred angle, but there is something I can understand anyone who says, hey, I think we should draft a guy like Jacoby Walter, who we can pretty much say, hey, you come to Memphis in a stress-free situation, Uh, We're probably going to send you down to the hustle a little bit. Uh, You get to develop. Uh, You don't have to worry about being thrown into the fire and shooting 38% as a rookie and whatnot. You come here, you learn the game, and we can potentially have you a good, ready roster spot available as we kind of continue to make cost-cutting measures. So there is something to be said from the standpoint of uh, this could be a value pick for the Grizzlies. Like Luke Kennard's contract, for example, comes off the books. Uh, next season and i mean after uh, next season so instead of either a re-signing canard or going out and trying to replace him with another uh, mid-level exception type of contract something over 10 million a year you can say hey, we got this guy waiting in the wings like a jacoby walter who basically was in a developmental system his rookie season so there's a case to be made for that but i'm with you joe from the standpoint of i think that the ideal guy is someone that you want right now who can come step in, be ready to play, because we don't know how much longer uh, this core has, even though they're all pretty young. But mm-hmm. you mentioned ESPN's mock draft. Uh, I'll go over to the Athletics. Wait, and, and the Athletic had the Grizzlies picking six, and the selection is Ron Holland. Now, uh, Ron Holland, for those who don't know, he's out for the rest of the year uh, in the G League. He plays with the G League at night uh due to uh, a thumb injury but of all the players on the G League Ignite team who've been first round consideration i'm not saying he's the best but he has been the most productive over 19 points a game i'm going to read some of what sam uh is it Vicini? You know how to say his last is that it yep that's sam right he said uh he here's his write up on ron holland uh, over at the athletic he said holland has been the most the ignites, as I just said, most productive player this season, averaging 19.5 points, 6.7 rebounds, and 2.9 assists per game, while being one of the team's few sources of offensive creation. Offensive creation is something that me and Joe talk about a lot uh, pertaining to the Grizzlies. But here's the other thing. He said, however, most of that offense has either come in transition, sounds like the Grizzlies, right, mm-hmm. or inefficient settings. Hmm. Sounds like sounds like a guy that would fit fit in if you ask me, Joe. But he has a below average true shooting percentage and more turnovers than assists as he struggles with his decision making. That's to be expected from an eighteen year old playing professional. Holland's motor is what excites NBA teams most. He constantly plays hard, getting the most out of his terrific as- athleticism by going one hundred percent at every moment. That's part of the write up. You go check the rest out, you know, at the athletic. But the point mm-hmm. is, a uh, very good athlete gets out in transition, fits the grizzly scheme from that perspective, but it, but 18 years old right now. And he'll be eight, I think he'll probably be just turning around 19 uh before the, the new year. So uh similar to Gigi Jackson, he's probably gonna be one of the younger players uh in his draft. But the point here is neither of the guys that are mocked in both our cases are ready to play right now, so to speak. At least at this point. It's Joe, you did mention you still got March and all that. And in Ron Allen's case, he's out. Uh, But there's still time for a guy like Jacoby Walter to to kind of, you know, turn it on late in March and, you know, and whatnot. But the question to everyone, and Joe, you can answer it from your perspective as well, because I kind of just spoke for you. Uh, Mm -hmm. Do you want a guy who's going to come in right now and produce? Or do you want a guy who you say, we can have him waiting in the wings,
0: you know, kind of how it was planned out with Gigi Jackson? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I do not want any more development. I do not want everything you just said about the, uh, the young man from the athletic piece. There uh, sounds like a talented guy. Uh, Ron Holland of the ignite uh, sounds a lot like Zaire Williams to me. Sounds a lot like <laughs> Zaire Williams in terms of being able to score inefficiently and in transition. We've we already got that guy. <laughs> uh, for the G league ignite. So uh, I'm again, i I'm going to give my full take on this here in a moment. But yes, to Michael, we are on the same page. How on the same page we are, we're about to find out here momentarily on Locked on Grizzlies. So, again, they need assistance now. How do they get that? What is the best way to achieve that using this resource of this gap year? If you don't want to call it a lost year anymore because of the emergence of Vince Williams Jr. and Gigi Jackson, which I think is fair at this point. Call it a gap year if you want. How do you respond? We're going to talk about that next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by FanDuel. Big fan of FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams like Quit. Quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and so much more. Make a Memphis Grizzlies game a little bit more exciting with FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. This episode of On Grizzlies is also brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. It's not just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion, with a B, professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked That's linkedin.com slash locked to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. To Michael Cole, I alluded to this a little bit earlier. Okay. And I'm, I'm, I feel the, the urge to rage rising. I'm going to mm. restrain myself a little bit. No disrespect to the two young men that we discussed earlier in the oh, show. No disrespect. I'm sure they are talented. I'm Mm -hmm. sure they are good basketball players, or at least will be good basketball players. And I think that you're correct in that you can make the argument that this team could use another injection of talent in that way that is cost controlled, right? To me, that's the best argument. If you're worried about moving on from Luke Kennard and what his next contract's going to look like, I can hear that argument. But if this year has taught us anything, this mm. gap year, if we're not calling it a lost year anymore, which again, I'm not making fun of that. Sometimes people say I'm being sarcastic. I'm not being sarcastic to Michael Cole. If you want to call it a gap year because you can have the opinion that I'm about to have because of GG and Vince, cool. It's a gap year. This team needs to contend for a championship like yesterday, right? It's time now for them to do the things necessary to complete. And they should not, under any circumstance, quadruple down on youth and bring in another piece that is like that in terms of development. They need a big, a center. This draft is ripe with bigs, especially late in the lottery. So this idea of using this pick, I would trade back if possible. You need, two, you need a partner, right? Takes two to tango. I'm willing to acknowledge that. I would not pick at seven if I can help it. If I have to pick at seven, I'm still taking a big, all right, because I am trying to cost control Mm. this situation. I know that's bad policy. People are going to hit me up. I've had people message me, direct message me, you know, on X, whatever the case might be. They're going to say, you always draft the best talent available. I say nay. No. Mm. This year there is an exception. And the exception is because of g g jackson you already have your top five pick you've said it rafael barlow has said it numerous other people have said it if gg g. jackson was in this draft to michael cole where would he be would he be a lottery talent oh 100 it's not so even he'd be top top five potentially top five yeah top five what are we talking about what are we talking about that means you have a free first round pick that you can use for whatever the hell you want for whatever you need you need a starting center there mm-hmm. are several starting quality centers in this draft. You try to trade back, get more assets, get another veteran bench piece if you can. OKC projected to have a couple of late lottery picks. You've got the Sacramento Kings that'll probably be late in the lottery, assuming they don't make the playoffs. Whoever is there at the end, you try to find a dance partner because what the Grizzlies need is a replacement for Steven Adams. And if you want somebody that's cost-controlled approaching Jaron Jackson Jr.'s next contract, no. You can find that guy later in the lottery. So even if they pick at seven, and again, future episodes of Locked On Grizzlies, we can talk about options, but there are guys yeah. that fit yeah. that bill for me. This is not a draft where you draft for talent because if Jacoby Walter is the best talent on the board, he does not help a team that is trying to contend for a championship. Mm.
1: Wow, Joe. You, you said a mouthful, as my, as my grandma would say. You, you yeah. said a mouthful. I'm sweating yes, a little but, bit. But, but, but here's the thing. I, I – you you had me, Joe. Uh, you you had me, and then you said said one thing that 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 stood out to me. But but I do agree from from the idea of this is an asset that you don't automatically attach yourself to and say, um, you know, we're drafting a you know any type of player here. You have a certain type of need uh, that this team needs to go after, and, and this is your uh, best asset to address that. You know, you don't have salary cap space. Uh, so this is your best asset available to draft that need. Here's where I'm going to pivot a little bit. Here's where I'll pivot a little bit. I think you said, said seven. So week week we sticking the number. If you're picking seven, sure. Right now, we're, we're, if you're just scanning the draft boards, the mock drafts and whatnot at this point, you notice at the top, in the top five, there's pretty much one power forward center type guy. And then once you get into the 10 range, a couple other guys start to feel, filter in and it sounds like you said you correct me if I'm wrong it sounds like you said those guys in that 10 to 12 range uh if you're if you can't find a dance partner you're selecting Kyle Filipowski, Donovan Clingan, whoever whoever those guys in that 10 to 12 range you're selecting them at number 7.
0: Yes. If I'm picking between that and Jacoby Walter, who is a shooting guard yeah. that can't shoot. Yeah, <laughs> I would make that selection if it's a reach because for me it's not a reach cuz I've got Gigi Jackson G.G. Mm-hmm. Jackson – and I'm acknowledging. I think I understand your point, point. I'll let you finish it. Mm-hmm. It is a reach. You're exactly right. I'm not disagreeing with that logic at all. I'm saying that the G.G. Jackson selection and the fact he is now under contract, that yeah. makes it like you can do that. It's an exception. You can kind of take a home here. run. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And
1: But my, my idea of a home run is going with one of those young guys who have a, a higher – as we call it, a higher ceiling. I don't think those guys, Donovan Klingy in particular, has a super high ceiling. You know, you know, pretty much what he can be, what potentially he should be. But he's not uh, in terms of Ron Holland is a guy who maybe one day could average 20 points in the league. We don't know if it'll happen. But based on his G League production, uh, based on his profile as a recruit, those things are possible. And worst case scenario, he comes into Memphis. I mean, Best case scenario, I guess, but it, 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 depending on the way that uh, you're looking at the outlook of the roster, he comes into Memphis, shows that potential and you reroute him uh, in a bigger deal sometime down the road. Uh, so I think there's there's that part of it as well. But my main point is, if you if you have to stay at number seven, you've got to go best player available. It, look, I, I get the I get the need part, but only I'm only saying that because it's centered. If you know anything about the center position today, the center position is is watered down from a value standpoint. Outside of the Joel Embiid, uh, the Nikola Jokic is out there, uh, it's pretty much watered down. I mean, Look at a guy like Vucevic. Vucevic would be, I mean, he would be leading a top three team in a conference uh, 25 years ago, probably. But today he's the starting center on a Bulls team that's, uh, you know, battling for a play in spot. And several other centers you can you know put in that category as well. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns before the, the Timberwolves did this whole too big thing. Uh, you could say the same thing for him for the most part until the Timberwolves uh, last couple of years. But I don't agree. The point is that the center position in today's NBA is watered down to the point of you can get high value in several places. My point is at number seven, let's say you don't have a trade partner in the draft. Now you pivot. Say, hey, I know a bunch of teams out there that will trade a number seven pick for a starting uh, caliber big. Clint Capella wasn't traded at the deadline. I'm just throwing a name out there just off the top of my head. Of course, there's some number things that would have to work and whatnot. Yeah, but the money makes me, that more complicated. Yeah, the money makes that one complicated for sure. Uh, but there are, there are a couple other guys out there, Robert Williams, uh, and several more names that in terms of if you want to say, hey, mean, Isaiah Hardenstein, he's going to be a free agent. If, if there's a way to kind of make something happen from the standpoint of. We got the number seven pick available and we're willing to trade it for a starting center. I don't know too many teams that would say no, that have really good center depth. That's my point. I understand the idea of wanting a center, I completely agree with you there. The Grizzlies have to get a center. I think that asset is the best way to get a center. The only part I'm saying is, if, at, if you're at number seven, you don't find a trade partner to the NBA, you don't find a trade partner in the draft, then you just say, you know what? It is what it is. We we got to go best available. Because if you reach for one of those guys and Ron Holland or Jacoby Walter turns into you know, a 20-point-per-game scorer, Joe, you're going to be the one who's going to be grilling the Grizzlies in three years about that decision. No, I won't, because (laughs) the
0: Grizzlies already have three guys that could be 20 point game per game scorers and John Morant, Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. And then G.G. Jackson could potentially be a fourth. Right. So I I think that for me personally, this is a year that's an exception. You have a specific need. G.G. Jackson being what he is allows for you to do what you need to do. And again, it's a four-year cost-controlled center. To your point, the center position is watered down. For the next four seasons, you don't have to worry about paying that position Clint Capella money or Mm -hmm. uh, Wendell Carter Jr. money. It is a chance for you to have somebody to fill that very important void. I think that it's, it's time to utilize that tool in that way. But again, priority being a trade right? I think you and I are both on the same page. What that trade looks like might be different and how it goes down if they can't find that trade partner is maybe something we can explore on a future episode of Locked On Grizzlies. But we're going to close out this episode of Locked On Grizzlies talking about a great piece that Michael wrote over at the Commercial Appeal about how the CBA is going to impact the Grizzlies roster the remainder of the season. But Before we get to that, I want to remind you that Lockdown has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's also available on Amazon Fire TV and the free Fire TV Channels app. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV Channels app. This episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is also brought to you by the good folks over at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, LED headlights, exhaust kits, and so much more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one car, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. With the eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home a win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to United States customers. When we come back here on Locked on Grizzlies, we're finishing out this episode of the show, talking about DeMichaels' piece over in the Commercial Appeal. The Grizzlies roster is uh, about to Undergo some issues that maybe other teams aren't going to have to experience. We'll talk about that next. Stick with us. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am Joe Molinax, joined by Michael Cole, the commercial appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. He's the Memphis Grizzlies beat writer at that publication. We've had a great conversation so far today, talking about the mock drafts, NBA draft logic, and a good introduction to what the team should do, assuming they're picking in the top 10 of the NBA lottery. Obviously, a lot can still transpire. But it is a week where there's not much NBA basketball. Makes total sense to have the conversation about that type of content. But the games are approaching. Memphis comes back to uh, probably practice, I would imagine, on Thursday, tomorrow. And then they'll play on Friday. And they have to address some things, excuse me, that maybe other teams don't have to address as much because of their roster construction as it currently stands to Mike when you wrote about it. A great piece, if you haven't checked it out yet, go check it out over the Commercial Appeal. But the likes of Scottie Pippen Jr., Jacob Gilliard, uh, Trey Jemison, they've got some issues in terms of the type of contract they're on that could limit how much they play the remainder of the year.
1: Yeah, uh, all three of those guys are on two-way deals, and all three of them are actually kind of going through different situations, uh, so to speak. The most obvious one is Jacob Gilliard's. And we can kind of start there because that's the one that everyone's a little bit more familiar with. Me and Joe have actually talked about that a lot uh, throughout this season, but less in reference to Gilliard and more in reference to Vince Williams when he was approaching the 50 game, you know, active number. And then later on with Gigi Jackson, as he started to emerge and, you know, kind of play himself into a new contract. So that's kind of how we had the conversation. But now if you look at the situation, Jacob Gilliard has been active for 48 games for the Memphis Grizzlies. He has a 50-game active uh maximum according to the CBA. That's in the collective bargaining agreement. After 50 games, the Grizzlies will have to do something, they'll have to make a decision. And in that story that Joe referenced, uh, I had a really good conversation with him as we were talking. And uh you get the sense that, you know, at the end of, not even the sense. I mean, he says it. He knows, you know, he knows exactly how many games he has left. Talk to me a little bit about just the process of Dealing with this, the mental challenges that come with at the end of the day, he's being a pro about it, right? He's cheering on his teammates, uh, doing whatever uh, he can to help the team win. But he's human. It's in the back of his head at the end of the day. What will I do? Where will I be? Where do I go from here after this 50-game threshold is met? So uh, there's still no, I guess, clarity uh, from my standpoint or his on what the Grizzlies will do once that number is reached. So we'll see. Uh, but it's looking, I guess, if I was a guessing man and, you know, I think that it's probably unlikely uh, that we see him in another NBA game with the Grizzlies after he reaches that 50 game activity. And it's it's noteworthy because of the situations of the Grizzlies guards right now. You know, you don't probably think of Jacob Gilead as, you know, uh, I guess the guy that you probably won't miss the most, maybe. But at the same time, uh, Desmond Bain, Marcus Smart are out right now. Uh, Scottie Pippen Jr., is out for at least three weeks. Uh Derrick Rose has been in and out of the lineup. You don't have in coach course, ja, John ja Morant. You don't have John ja Morant. So there's just not a lot of consistency at the point guard position right now, uh, in terms of availability. And that speaking of Scottie Pippen Jr., him and Trace Jemison are undergoing a certain and this is where uh I think I hope to clear up some confusion and whatnot, because I said it earlier, I, I almost have to apologize to Taylor Jenkins because You remember, Joe, on an earlier episode, I said, what's going on with Scottie Pippen Jr.? He's playing one game, he's missing the next game. And all of it was kind of part of this process with the Grizzlies. When they signed Scottie Pippen Jr., uh, they realized that he had a games restriction, a games limit for the remainder of the season. In short terms, the two-way contracts that Trey Jemison and Scottie Pippen Jr. signed were prorated deals. Basically, the way the league looks at it is, you take the number of days remaining in the season from when that player is signed, divided divided by the number of days uh, that, that are left. It's in, in a fraction. I guess the numerator is the number of days left in the season, and the num- and the denominator is the number of days in a typical NBA season. This NBA season has 174 days. So I think Trey Jemison, uh, Scottie Pippen Jr., you can all do the numbers for yourself, but they both, I think Scottie Pippen, was around 90-something days uh, left in the season. Trey Jemison, a little bit less than that. So you numerate numerator and divide that, and then you times it by 50 to get the prorated number. And that's when you come out to how many games. I think with 29 games left in the season, Scottie Pippen had 19 games left to play. So that's why the Grizzlies have, we've been seeing it, right? He plays well. Like, he scores 15 points, gets six assists, then he's inactive the next game. And you're wondering what the world is going on. So I hope that kind of clears that up. But more so with Trey Jemison, uh, after you do that math that I just referenced, he has 16 games left to play and there are 26 Grizzlies games in the season. Uh, his situation stands out because, you know, there is not a lot of front court depth right now. And it'll be interesting to see how the Grizzlies try to maneuver that, you know, with his 16 games, because he's going to have to miss a uh, 10. So that's kind of the situation that the Grizzlies have at hand. As you mentioned earlier, you don't see a lot of teams dealing with something like this, but, uh, that's, that's kind of the hand that the Grizzlies have been
0: dealt. That's the reality of the situation, right? And I do think that they're going to maneuver around the impending returns of Desmond Bain in the next few weeks. Marcus Smart as well. And then, of course, the uh, reality of Brandon Clark potentially mm-hmm. making his season debut. That one stands out to me the most because I yeah. do think they'll be patient with Bain and Smart, if they are smart, pun intended, <laughs> They will bring all of these guys back to at least play some so that you can see what Vince Williams Jr. looks like in a situation that is more closely aligned with what the reality will be next year when Jaw is back and all that sort of thing. Same thing with Clark. You want to have as much data, they talk about data all the time, as possible going into this offseason that's very important for Memphis. You want to see if Brandon Clark is still good to go after recovery from his Achilles. You want to see how Gigi Jackson fits alongside Marcus Smart. We don't have much data, if any at all, on what that actually will entail. So I think that as the Cavalry returns and approaches a, a return from injury reports, I think that this will alleviate some of those uh, G League and 10-day and you know yeah, two-way yeah. <laughs> contract concerns. But it's an issue that nobody else really in the NBA has to deal with. Compared to the Grizzlies. So amazing reporting from DeMichael. Thank you so much. And I want to stress again, go check out that piece. If you haven't already done so over at the Commercial Appeal. Next time we're together here on Locked on Grizzlies. It'll be a Thursday edition of the show. Basketball will almost be back. The NBA will be back in action on Thursday night. But the Grizzlies don't play till Friday. Feels like a good time to reflect, DeMichael. Look at the the pre-All-Star Game slate. Maybe an MVP, most improved, Gigi Jackson versus Vince Williams for that. Should be a fun conversation. Uh, Maybe a biggest disappointment, or maybe we try to keep it positive. Uh, Lots of different ways we can take our Thursday episode.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I might have a couple surprises up my sleeve for this one as well. I think uh, it is a good point of the season. Uh, We can kind of reflect on what's been a season that no one could have predicted, you know. Mm. So I actually went back and looked at, like, our season predictions episode. Uh, <laughs> you know, man, it, it just is kind of funny because, yeah. you know, you, you, you talk about, like, Luke Kennard and being in a six-man conversation and six things like that. And, you know, just so many things happen, right? It, you just couldn't have predicted this in, in any way, shape, or form.
0: Like, uh, to paraphrase the great Mike Tyson, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth, mouth. right? And uh, the Grizzlies have gotten punched in the mouth repeatedly (laughs) this season by the injury bug. Not just bit, literally punched in the face. So uh, we'll talk about that and more on our next episode. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Locked on Grizzlies. Friendly reminder, you should check out Locked on Sports today. First ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's also available on Amazon Fire TV. Top sports stories of the day, local experts of Locked On to Michael and I were on Locked On Sports Today recently, plus our national sports covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on YouTube, as well as the free Fire TV channels app. Again, we'll be talking uh, pre-All-Star, Slate, Awards, all those sorts of things. And then going into our Friday episode, we will look ahead to what is to come in the final six or so weeks of the regular season since it, the Grizzlies won't be making the playoffs this year. We've got a, a, a landing strip that we can kind of focus on how the plane is going to land is the question. For to Michael Cole, I'm Joe Molinax. Again, like, comment, rate, review, subscribe, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts, continue to make us a part of your NBA and Grizzlies content consumption whether it is every day, hopefully that's the case, whether this is your first time through, somewhere in between, make sure you come back and check us out again on Thursday. For DeMichael, I'm Joe. Stay locked in, Grizzlies fans. Literally anywhere you get your podcasts, like, comment, rate, review, subscribe. We'll catch you on Thursday. Have a good